2: Welcome to the Masculine Journey Radio Show. We're glad you're here for this. I guess, guys, the pre-Christmas edition of the Masculine Journey Radio Show. Robbie, it's uh, Christmas Eve, 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 something like that. A lot of the Eves there, is, bro.
1: Four of them, but we'll get there. Yeah. It's Wednesday. <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, it's Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. No, there. the Eve is Wednesday. It's Saturday. That's Christmas today. Eve is Wednesday. That's right. It's coming
2: Wednesday. It's not Which, at
3: all confusing at all.
2: <laughs> now that we've gotten that straightened out... We'll head right to what we're going to talk about today. We've got Sam Main on hand today, Al Henley, and Robbie Dilmore. You've already heard from. I'm Dennis Breeden. Uh, we're absent Vinnie again today, and we miss you, Vinnie, we're, we're, uh, wherever you are today. We're, uh, you're always here in spirit, and uh, we'll carry on without you as best we can. So we're talking about gifts this month, Sam. We're talking about. Uh, we've talked about the gift of identity. We've talked about the gift of healing and restoration. And in week three now, we're going to talk about another gift.
4: Yeah, the gift of friendship, you know, and why is that important? And and why does God deem that as being important? Or is it even biblical? That might be part of the question. Is friendship biblical? And so we'll kind of look at some of those things.
2: Might be. Last week, we didn't get to a clip that uh, we realized in our meeting that uh, we might be able to use that this week for our friends and friendships. We were going to use it for healing and restoration. So we're going to go right to Mr. Voss. He's played by Kevin, I always get the name wrong, it's Kevin, Kevin, James, James, Kevin James, who was the king of queens, uh, and he's in this movie that's called, uh, I've got it right in front of me, guys, Here Comes the Boom, and we'll hear about his uh, talking about the restoration of cells.
5: Can someone tell me what happens when a cell stack ends. Okay, no one's listening to me. I will try again. Anyone know what happens to a stagnant cell? What's he doing on the table? I don't
4: know, something about
5: cells. Malia. It's not good.
2: Did
5: you hear that? It ain't good. People, a cell that is not in motion is not a productive member of the system. It ends up assuming all the other cells are going to pick up the slack somewhere. But they don't. In fact, they imitate the stray cell until basically the whole organism begins to die yeah but you know what biology is an amazing thing and here's the good news all that decays can be restored it's just hitting anybody
1: like how a cut heals
5: like how a cut heals brian my man
0: uh-huh. you got one.
5: and once that cell is back on track it creates energy amongst the other cells That's what happens. It starts getting a little movement going. It gets a little rumble. Can I get a little rumble from everybody? Everybody just rumble in your seats right now for me. Just rumble a little bit. Okay, no rumble. That's fine. I'll be the lone rumbler up here. That's what I am. I'm a lone rumbler. But then the cell starts banging into the other cells. And the cells push back and go, hey, what are you doing to me? They hit into another one. Hey, don't do that. Hey, that's my friend. You don't even know him. You don't know me either. I know you. We work together. Because then they hit a rhythm. They all hit a rhythm in this. Is the beginning of the restorative process so now even if the entire system is close to dead what happens martinez come on give me something oh no not today oh no not in my house no 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 yeah out here we come don't look up my pant leg, derek you're better than that it's right over you
0: come on man what do you say
5: if all the cells work together what will happen
0: entire system is sealed. exactly
1: that is a sick dragon
0: yeah.
1: yeah Dennis that is such a picture he goes after Martinez on purpose in that pic because Martinez is the kid who never participates in class he's always always got his head down he's drawn a dragon which is the reason why he says that's a sick dragon but if one person doesn't play their part in the symphony, mm-hmm. it it there's diminishment. We don't get all that we're supposed to have if everybody isn't involved. And that's the cool thing about community is everybody plays their role.
2: So doesn't that tie restoration and friendship kind of together?
1: Absolutely.
4: Well, is in a, in a man's man kind of the guy that's out on his own? He just doesn't need anybody. Isn't that the old persona that they talk about?
2: Why are you looking at me when you say <laughs>
4: that? Well, just because <laughs> I don't know. Um, but no, I, that's what's said, and that's such a lie, yeah. because you know God says in Genesis, it's not good for man to be alone, mm-hmm. right? And He makes Eve, but He also creates friendships.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, God was originally in community. When you go back and look at John one one,
1: and you know? when you look at all those Christmas movies that are titled "Home for Christmas" and all this feeling of coming home and what we all long for yeah. but we don't often feel it because we have all these agreements and wounds that are in our past that make us not feel like we can really get home because our home's in heaven but home includes all these people mm-hmm. that are eventually going to be working together as this organism it's really phenomenal it's going to be awesome down to absolutely
2: time. i want to back up to what you said just a minute though when you were talking about friendships and adam and eve because we have another clip that you brought along today sam from one of my favorite movies of all time the movie forrest gump
4: yeah, in this scene, it's uh, Jenny and, uh, or Janae, Um and Forrest <laughs> is on the bus as they're young, and this is when their friendship really starts. And just listen to this interaction between them.
0: I don't recall what I got for my first Christmas. and I don't know when I went on my first outdoor picnic, but I do remember the first time I heard the sweetest voice in the wide world.
6: You can sit here if you want
0: I had never seen anything so beautiful in my life. She was like an angel.
6: Well, are going to sit down, aren't you? What's wrong with your legs? I'm nothing at all, thank you. My legs are just fine and dandy.
0: I just sat next to her on that bus and had a conversation all the way to school. My
6: back's crooked like a question mark. These are gonna make and next to Mama, no one ever to talked babies. to me
0: or asked me questions.
6: Are you stupid or something? Mama says stupid is as stupid does. I'm Jenny. I'm Forrest. Forrest, go
0: From that day on, we was always together. Jenny and me was like peas and carrots. She taught me how to climb. I showed her how to dangle.
6: Good little she helped
0: me learn how to read. And I showed her how to swing. Sometimes we just sit out and wait for the stars.
6: Mama's going to worry about me. Just stay a little longer.
0: For some reason, Jenny didn't ever want to go home. Okay, Jenny, I'll stay. She was my most special friend
2: no posing there is there Sam
4: no pretty much straight authentic conversation and and deep intimacy Mm -hmm. that results from that I mean there was no posing going on there was no barriers I think sometimes kids have that so much clearer than we do as adults yeah you know because they're they're pretty good at just saying what they think and speaking the truth Um, us not so much sometimes that's right
2: Al you ever had a friendship like that man
3: you know i have to say the best friendship i ever had is my wife i went through so many relationships where either i don't know if they were psycho or i drove them psycho but my wife can we answer that for you no 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 (laughs) because i'm afraid we'll have to answer yours but you know anytime we're always there's just always a conversation between us Mm -hmm. and you know there's something to that because I never had it and of course I did pray for that relationship. But you know, there's another thing that I did um before the boot camp, my first boot camp. I prayed for friends that were guys. Mm-hmm. Because you know, there was just I felt isolated. And everybody I everybody I knew was at work and they were posers or and we all kind of posed through work. But, you know, when I look at how we all came together and it's kind of a blessing because we're all from different areas and yet we all came together in this one ministry from one message and we've had our struggles. I mean, I know that um, Robbie and I, we went through a period where our friendship was very tenuous. It was very tense and you know, it it just took both of us to sincerely say, Hey, I don't want this tension between us and we, you
1: know, and it's a good example of the gift that's described there. Yeah. That we now have, each other to help keep each each other up through the tough times but also when we're having a good time, it's so much more fun when Al's with us, you know, because otherwise we don't hear about how Sam's a donkey or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you have
2: to go back and listen to the podcast from last week to catch that one folks. Um Sam made the comment earlier uh everyone was made for community. And I just want to follow up on that as well because one of the things I told you on the phone uh fairly recently we were talking about it and I said you know, you guys have really become my community this year. You guys are really, uh, along with my, my daughter, who I have a very close relationship with, uh, you guys are really my bros and, and my band of brothers and the guys I rely on. That's been very hard for me because I'm I'm not that man that comes out and, and gets into relationships. And, I'm, you know, I've spent a lot of time in my life as a, as a loner. And even earlier this year, when we talk about accepting the gift, and you've talked about that uh, as well, accepting that gift, at times the enemy's gotten away, and I've fought that. And there have been weeks where i say, well, I can't make it this week because this is going on or that's going on, or I'm feeling a little depressed. And uh, and it finally got, got into my head not too long ago, and, and God put it there. You know, I'm at my best, and I feel the best when I'm around my brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
4: it uh-huh. is, and, and I think we told you... Dennis, if you don't come next week, we're coming to yes, get you. Yes, you do threaten me. Yeah, yeah. And that's what friends do. They threaten. Uh, you know, one of the things, you look back at Jesus' life, right? and he walked with 12 guys for a period of about three years. And, and did Jesus need the friends? I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. He had his father. He had the Holy Spirit. But he knew that those men needed each other to get through what was coming. Mm-hmm. They were going to need to rely on each other at times when there was no one else there for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And even when he goes shortly before he leaves, he he talks about, I no longer call you servant. I call you friend, you know, wanting to make that announcement that you are so deep and intimate with me. I consider you to be my friend.
6: Yeah,
3: absolutely.
2: You're going to say something there. I look like you were going to say something.
3: Yeah? I was, but I heard the music coming and <laughs> Sam punched the mic. and I didn't know what was going to happen.
2: We are always free to speak up. We're glad you joined us for the Masculine Journey radio show. We're talking about the gift of friends and friendships today, and we can be friends and, and have friendships on the air and talk back and forth with each other. We're doing that. Log on to the TheMasculineJourneyRadio.org to listen to any of our past podcasts. We'll your be back.
6: Your phone, your tablet,
2: your iPad, your Android just became a radio. That's right. You can take the Truth Network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new Truth Network app. That's right. Listen to Dr. Michael Brown, The Line of Fire, The Christian Car Guy with Robbie Dillmore, Truth Talk Live. All of our programming 24-7 right there in your hand. Perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport. You can plug into the Truth Network. Just go to TruthNetwork.com download the new free app. That's truthnetwork.com.
5: I'm Robin Roberts. As a news anchor, I ask tough questions of athletes, business leaders, even the president. So here's a question for you. If you had the power to save a life, would you? I have a chance to survive because my big sister answered yes to being my marrow donor. You can go to be bethematch.org and offer a cure to someone with a disease like leukemia. So... What will your answer be? Go to be the match.org. You got a friend
0: in me. You got a friend in me. You got trouble. I got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. We stick together.
2: Al Henley, ladies and gentlemen, singing a song for us. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> Actually, we know better, don't we, Al?
3: Yes, we do, friend.
2: We were just talking about
3: something before
2: the break, and you said you wanted to come back with that, so go ahead.
3: You know, throughout a man's life, or, you know, as a boy, we we play sports, we develop friendships in that, we get camaraderie, and, and they become very tight bonds. Um, as you go through high school, the difficulties of, of going through high school, you develop those bonds. In the military, for me, I also develop close bonds but then when you become a man when it's the greatest battle of all that's when you need camaraderie the most that's where that's why this band of brothers means so much to me because when i'm uh, doing something just boneheaded you guys will call me on it mm-hmm. and i can do the same thing for you we can make fun of each other but yet if somebody makes fun of us we can laugh about it i like that the fact that there's no insecurity involved in that yeah absolutely
2: well, we've got a couple of clips that uh, are Christmas-oriented for this particular show, and Robbie found one of those. Why don't you set that up for us, Robbie?
1: Yeah, I love the whole concept of home for Christmas because I think that ultimately community is a picture of heaven, and I'm so excited about when I get there, and I that when I get that idea of Christmas feel that that's a picture of what it's going to be like when we get to heaven. This poor lady in the movie Home for the Holidays, um, she was divorced, homeless, and her daughter lets her know she's coming home so she puts on the wildest scheme ever and then listen to how vulnerable and how risky she steps out there to invite somebody to dinner
6: i like you i like you i think you're a wonderful man so i'm gonna tell you the truth i am a liar I- my husband left me with very little money and I was so determined to make a good life for my daughter and myself but the school didn't have a track team and the kids were smoking and, and there were gunshots and then I got mugged and I couldn't pay the hospital bill because the muggers had two forms of ID the manager locked me out of my apartment and I lost my job so I ended up living in my car and eating free cheese at the mall and I was making it work but then my daughter told me she was coming home for Christmas and This house is an elephant that nobody was going to buy over the holidays. And so I just thought I would live here for a few days and pretend that my life was working. I pawned all my jewelry at the pawn shop and I bought Christmas presents and I made a special dinner. And I don't blame you if you hate me right now. But if you don't, I would like to invite you to Christmas dinner and I would like you to bring your dad. And if you don't, I completely understand.
1: Yeah, so there you see, Dennis.
6: I have to leave now. Go to the airport.
1: Is a picture of what this lady is risking and what all she is willing to try to do to create that home for Christmas feel, but also the vulnerability of going to this man in in, in auth- authenticity sharing. Think of what she's risking. He can obviously ever locked up a lot of different reasons mm-hmm. and, and and certainly never talked to her again but by being authentic there's this level of intimacy that now he's in the story and through that he can help her um be home for Christmas? Well, I'd
4: probably consider going to dinner if she didn't talk like that the whole time. <laughs> I was getting wore out just listening, man.
2: <laughs> now, the question I was going to ask, Robbie, is what do you think she's really trying to say there? She's holding back so much. <laughs> but but you hit on it there, the intimacy, the, the willingness to be vulnerable. She just kind of put it all out there.
1: And being a friend is one of the riskiest things I know of to do, or a lover, whichever. When we risk being authentic... Allow somebody, in our, it's tremendously risky. And that's where a lot of us find our deepest wounds are with the people that we're closest to, the people that we loved, our friends. And so it, 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 that's a picture of heaven to me, to be able to get past that and find ourselves in that truly vulnerable place, but in that deeply intimate place with both the Father and obviously our brothers.
4: But do you want to live in the place of no risk and no reward? You know, I don't get to live the benefits without the risk. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I have to make a choice. do I want to live in this little cocoon and be isolated and not have true life or step out and risk because you can get hurt mm-hmm. and you will get hurt from time to time because for in friendships, there's not always clarity. Sometimes there's misunderstandings. Sometimes there's hurt. That's part of that relationship. No, but the reward that you get from walking in it is so tremendous
1: that it's so much worth the risk. The one clip that you've got, Dennis, that we don't want to live without, for me anyway, okay. is the It's a Wonderful Life. And You're you talk, really
2: excited about this one.
1: I am, because talk about a man who risked everything. If, and everybody, well, not everybody's seen the movie, but those who've seen the movie know he risked everything for all these different people. And Mr. Potter was telling him, this isn't going to play out too good for you. Mm-hmm. But this clip shows what happens when you risk everything. Sometimes you get everything.
0: I'd give it up. Hey, right, George. You got the pack of the all a bit. Here's something beautiful.
2: I wouldn't have a roof over my head if it wasn't for you,
0: George. Just a minute. Just a minute. Quiet, everybody.
5: Quiet. Quiet. Now get this. It's from London. Oh. Mr. Gower cabled, you need cash. Stop. My office instructed to advance you up to $25,000, stop. (gasps) Hee-haw and Merry Christmas, Sam Wainwright.
0: A
6: blizzard. Oh, Harry, about <laughs> your for in New York?
0: Oh, I left right in the middle of it. As soon as I got Mary's telegram, good idea. Ernie, a toast <laughs> to my big brother George, the richest man in town. <laughs>
5: Present from a very dear friend of mine. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right.
4: That
0: a boy, Clarence.
2: You know what I was, I was just struck with, guys, when I was listening to that, is uh, I've had a lot of fake friendships in my life. Um, I've had some drinking buddies, guys that I thought were friends that turned out to be drinking buddies. I've had some fair weather friends, folks that were along for the ride when things were going well, and but when things got bad, all of a sudden they disappeared, or I disappeared. Um, here, when I listen to this clip, is authentic friendships. This guy's at the end of his rope. George is almost, he's tried to commit suicide. Uh, the family business fell apart. You hear all this. Uh, gaiety for lack of a better word all this partying that's going on all this friendship that's going on and uh th- and then they start singing au lang syne all these friends together all coming to his rescue and helping him out and saying these are the things you've done for me and i want to help you out and i just get this beautiful picture of what friendship's supposed to be all about
3: oh i'm with you 100 and you know while you guys don't bring me money like they you, they did george but you guys bring me something that's almost as good, and that's friendship, and that's love, and that's laughter. Almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. Throw the money at me, brother. Throw the money.
1: <laughs> well, that is um, a picture, to me, of, uh, a, a, you know, a man who is sowing, you know, we, last week we talked about the Grim Reaper and the Ghost of Christmas Future, but this man had been sowing love, joy, peace, patience, yeah. and, and, and and sincerely money into these people, and peace during the depression and all the things that he did he he did not realize what he was going to what he was going to harvest
4: yeah Yeah, and and that movie you know when they when Clarence takes him back he really gets to see what the gift of friendship without it what these people's lives would have been like
6: Mm.
4: you know yeah we see it as he made an impact but really had he not stepped into friendship been vulnerable made sacrifices the whole town would have been different And we don't often see ourselves as that much of an impact. But in all of our lives, there's ripple effects from everything we do. And and we have huge impacts to those people around us.
2: Guys, I want to ask a question that we really didn't talk about. And if there's someone out there listening that goes, you know, I'm just not, I've never been very good at this. I've never been very good at making friends. What's the starting point here? Trust. What would you say? I
4: would say being vulnerable. You know, being okay with... This may hurt, but if no one steps out, it's never going to get there. Mm-hmm. And taking the first step, just taking the first step out.
1: Yeah, there's a proverb that says, you know, a friendly man, you know, is the one that's going to, I forget exactly the quote, but the bottom line is, if you're a friendly, you will, you know, get friends. Mm-hmm. And it has to do everything, in my view, with grace. That when you're around somebody, if you treat them like they are your absolute favorite, that's how Jesus would treat us. And in doing so, um, they're going to want to feel like you know, they're going to treat you back like you're their favorite. And, and your favorites, you're going to be honest with and authentic with. And you're going to desire that intimacy. Mm-hmm. And that intimacy is where, the, where we get that feeling of heaven. That's where we're headed. Yeah. We were created for fellowship. It's part of our DNA. And
3: the important thing is you got to realize I was made for fellowship. I've got to seek fellowship. And for me, I, I prayed about it. And then I had to let the walls down. Because, you know, we we get in a society where it's all about um, how people view you. And you worry about that. You think about that. You have to let the walls come down to where you don't care. Um, I don't care what they think about me. I care about who I am yeah. and who God thinks I am. And if that's acceptable, great. We can we can go somewhere with that. If it's not acceptable, well, then you're not the right person to develop that long-term friendship
2: with. Yeah. Robbie and I go back years and years, 25-plus years, back knew each to other. Uh, before you were a Christian. Uh, <laughs> you did. <do. laughs> and, and before I was acting like I one. was a car salesman. Every oh, once in a while. Yeah. Sam and I met in church. <laughs> Al and I met in the bathroom of a boot camp and, and started talking. More on that later. But, uh, it's not
1: what it seems. It's <laughs> not right. what it seems. Folks, oh, we were, there's so many places I could go yeah, with that.
2: We wish the same for you as well. We wish you friendships uh, and many gifts this Christmas season. From all of us here at the Masculine Journey Radio Show, a very Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, we love you. Join us again next week at this time. We'll be back. Until then, listen to our podcast, MasculineJourneyRadio.org.